Out of uh, Congo, uh, Fali Ipupa saying, Ecole, this man, what a talent. He's a guitarist, he's a vocalist, songwriter. He is oh, just a talent all around. Welcome to it, A-teamers. I'm sure you were dancing along the way I have been since uh, this song started. Late Night Conversation kicks off just like this, just like this. It's a 13 minutes after um, 10, and uh, up until midnight, we are together. My name is Patricia Ntuli. And with me on the team, I've got Brad Benzito Ricozzo, who is the DJ man of the show. He chose this particular song and all the other music you will come to love on this show for the next two hours. Brafinius Ndoba, he is our technical producer, who just told me a white lie, <laughs> but I needed to love, uh, telling me that uh, Otaviso sweeped the studio, Otaviso cleaned the studio. Well, I'm sure Otaviso Okotele, and I'm glad that he gets to clean the studio before we come in. Um, and of course, in the newsroom, Greg Hoes is going to be joining us. That's only at 11 o'clock, though, because he's will be giving us the final news roundup for the day. Today, our conversations are going to kick off with a conversation um, with a doctor, Petra Holden, who is going to be talking to us about uh, clearing alien trees, which is something that can help reduce climate change impact, uh, especially in the Cape Town's water supply. So you know that there are trees that uh, sometimes look very pretty, but are alien to our particular habitat and have been causing a bit of havoc. And we want to make sure that water supply is not impacted. And also with uh, climate change, we always have to be um, on top of our game when it comes uh, to what we can do to mitigate the impact of climate change. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be with us for a long time. The effects are going to be felt all around, but we can do something. That's what we'll be talking about. And straight after that, it's Mindful Wednesday time, and we'll be joined by a psychologist and a mindful uh, mindfulness practitioner, um, Anneke Kirsten, who's talking to us about mindfulness and what we can do to just keep ourselves open, keep ourselves mindful, and also assist us to be able to deal with all the things that we are currently facing in the world today. After 11 o'clock, it gets saucy, it gets juicy, it gets steamy and hot, and men, we are concentrating on you. So if you are a man um, and you want to know what you can do in the closet to enjoy yourself better mm? by yourself that's it um, well tune in Sarah Cohen is going to be joining us she's the founder and owner of Allure Sensuality and obviously I love to hear from you our A-team guests love to hear from you you're the most important person on the show as an A-team listener so keep these numbers on speed dial interact with uh, me on 011-714-2006 or you can uh, send an SMS to 41391 WhatsApps go to 06 1041047. It's a midweek, and boy, oh boy, was it a day for me. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, Technology, and Environment Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, who is Dr. Petra Holden. Um, Dr. Petra Holden is an inter and uh, trans disciplinary um, conservation scientist at the African Climate and Development Institute for the University of Cape Town. Dr. Holden, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, good evening. 
So we are talking the impacts of climate change and what we can do in our small pockets to ensure that it is not so negative on us. Um, when I was opening up the show, I did mention that climate change is not going anywhere. The impacts are going to be felt. But in our small pockets, there's something that we can do. And the one thing that you cite is the fact that alien trees need to be cleared. Absolutely, yeah. So what um, so climate change will impact our water resources, especially through changing our extreme events such as droughts. And this is what we experienced recently during the Cape Town Day Zero drought. And um, what, um, what what I did research on is looking at whether we um, the mountains which supply Cape Town's water, those are currently infested with invasive alien trees. And what we found in our research is that if we had cleared those trees before the drought hit, we could have actually reduced the impacts that we felt on the water crisis during those three years. So absolutely, we should be thinking about uh, ways to uh, support the clearing efforts that are going on in our mountain catchments, but also to increase and upscale these efforts. Why have we not been proactive? It seems like we are rather being very reactive when it comes to dealing with such issues. Um, uh, these trees can't really, um, you know, be something that we are not taking care of as a matter of urgency. If we are talking three years later of the extensive drought that we had in Cape Town, why are we so reactive? Um, yeah, so absolutely. The problem with invasive alien trees in, in the mountain catchments is uh, it is... Um, there has been work been going on, but it is uh, the, the extent of the invasions uh, have been difficult to stay on top of and maintain. Also, the funding that's been uh, has hasn't been consistent, and uh, furthermore, areas would be cleared and they wouldn't be maintained, so the invasive aliens would just uh, come back. So I think the reason, and um, there's also been some controversy around uh, different perceptions on uh, whether we should be clearing these aliens or not. And I think the crux of the matter here is we need to think about our water source areas for Cape Town and the fact that we must those, keeping those clean and clear of aliens, um, especially when we're thinking about the impacts of climate change on drought events. Uh, going forward. A-teamers, uh, especially if you are based in Cape Town or you go up to Cape Town for business or pleasure and you've experienced the droughts um, and, and, and climate change impact, I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What can we do to start uh, becoming more proactive when it comes to clearing alien plants, ensuring that our water supply is uh, not hindered by alien trees and the likes? Please send me a WhatsApp on 0614104107. Or perhaps you've got some questions or you've got an opposing view and you want to say, well, let's keep these alien trees. After all, we don't want to um, cut down trees. We want to have more trees. Perhaps that's your view. Also WhatsApp or send an SMS to 41391. You can also call in on 011-714-2006. Our guest is Dr. Petra Holden. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, Technology and Environment Conversations. 
We are in conversation with uh, Dr. Petra Holden uh, talking about uh, the impact of uh, climate change and how clearing, um, uh, you know, alien trees, especially in our, uh, you know, rainforests and uh, water catchment areas, we could be able to increase supply, especially in the, city, uh, in the area of Cape Town. I see a message here, Dr. Holden, and it says, Hi, Sis Patricia. Can you ask the doctor how changing climate is likely to affect the spread of alien plant species focusing on their functional traits? Dr. Holden, are you there? Hi, sorry, yes. Um um, I, I didn't get the question. How okay. can... Uh, so, so the sorry, guest is asking, the, guest is, the, the, the listener is asking, um, mm. how the change in climate is likely to affect the spread of alien plant species focusing on their functional traits? Okay, so this is um, a question. This is something that I didn't tackle in this research. However, so the changes in climate, so what, what could happen is that it could further exacerbate the, uh, the spread of invasive alien trees in the water catchment due to an increase in um, uh, 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 due to their, uh, their, them getting a, a competitive advantage over the systems within in which they are invading. So, for example, in shrublands or in grasslands or even in savanna areas, invasive alien trees would then have an, uh, an advantage um, due to their ability to, um, because of the higher levels of carbon in the atmosphere, they would then be able to grow quicker and faster and actually invade. So it could even uh, exacerbate the situation. I know in a lot of provinces across the country, Limpopo, Guazul uh, Natal, uh, there's been quite an, you know, a drive to to remove alien trees and also to limit other trees like gum trees, uh, for instance, which yes are beneficial for certain industry, but um, in areas that have a lot of water catchment. So if we don't have an intensive way of dealing with these uh, alien plants and alien trees, what will then happen to our water supply? It's a very good question. So, for example, actually in the research that we did, we first we also we looked at what would have happened if we cleared the aliens before the drought hit. But we mm. also looked at what happened, what would have happened if these aliens covered the full catchment during the Cape Town um, uh, drought. And we found that we could have lost an additional 10 to 50% of the stream flow um, that, that, uh, that, that we did have during the drought. So what the um, um, clearing that has happened, as you're mentioning, and what, uh, what happened in our Cape Town water source areas, but also in other areas in South Africa, is already having an, an impact and already playing a role in reducing impacts of climate change on our extreme events in the country. I've got another question for you from an A-teamer who is uh, David Mtunzi in Mabatu. David asks, um, Hi Patricia, ask the doctor if amongst the alien trees we don't have any good ones like those producing edible fruits which could be beneficial unlike the ones that are a nuisance. That's a very good question. And yes, I think the important thing to realize with um, any type of landscape management uh, action is that it's really context-specific. 
And even with alien trees, um, if they are not invasive and if they are really important for a certain reason and if they provide community benefits or if it's for a certain purpose and they're not invasive and they don't pose a threat, then yes, they can. Um, there are trade-offs that need to be considered very carefully. Um, Sure. So it's it's quite a catch-22 because uh, if we need to now have trade-offs, uh, but we are also trying to keep our water supplies, um, this is going to be quite a difficult one for environmentalists and for those who need to maintain um, our environment during these trying times of climate change. Yeah, so maybe I should be a bit clearer. So when we're thinking about these trade-offs, um, when you're thinking about critical water source areas, places that provide our water for our cities, for our agriculture and so on, in those areas, the um, losing water, um, can, we can't trade that off in many cases. The, um, the benefits will, will likely, un- unlikely, um, the benefits will not be outweighed by the loss of water. And um, I think, yeah, I think another important uh, finding from our results was that what we found is that clearing invasive alien trees from the water catchment definitely could help and did would have helped reduce the impact of climate change in the drought, but it wouldn't have removed the entire climate change impact from the drought. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we need to think very carefully about how we um, integrate strategies. So invasive alien clearing in catchments with what else? that can really um, um, help us build resilience to climate change future, uh, our future, uh, like our future with accelerated climate change. Let's go to uh, a voice note. Good evening, Patricia and the prof. Uh, I'd like the prof to comment about the cost benefits of uh, uh, alien invasive uh, species because uh, if we remove them they cause more carbon dioxide to increase uh, in the atmosphere uh, exacerbating uh, or accelerating uh, climate change increase in temperature because carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas uh, yet if we do not remove them they tend to outcompete the other trees and they use more water. So I wanted to check with the prof uh, the cost benefits. Uh, do we remove them or do we not remove them? Because if we remove them, climate change, if we don't remove them, they use more water. There's a question for you, Doc. Yes, that, that is a great question, and I'm really happy someone asked it. So we also need to think about where these trees are growing, and also remember that trees store their carbon in their leaves and their woody biomass, while in shrubland systems, like, for example, our mountains in the Western Cape are composed of shrublands, and in grassland systems, as another example, their carbon is stored below ground. So if you think about changes, global changes in climate and um, impacts of fires in these systems, especially in the Western Cape, I think a lot of people will be familiar with the this high frequency of fires that we get running through our mountains. What happens when you have trees growing in these mountains, their, the, the, their carbon is lost. 
when a fire comes through. So it re-enters into the atmosphere. Therefore, they're unable to cope. So they become carbon they become carbon sources instead of sinks. Whereas shrubs and say, for example, grassland ecosystems, they're carbon beneath the soil. So when a fire comes through, um, it it can remain a sink in comparison to a forest system in these highly um, fire-driven um, landscapes. Um, and again, um, forests. Uh, in forest in certain uh, conditions, they're unable to cope with some of these uh, global changes we're seeing in fire, in fire-driven ecosystems. So I hope that helps to uh, put it into context, especially in terms of the Western Cape, where you're going from a shrubland system where the carbon's underneath and it's very uh, and it burns frequently, uh, frequently, to a forest system where, in those fires, that carbon it becomes a source, not a thing. All right, here's another message from an A-teamer. Good evening, Patricia, with your guest. Uh, I think removing alien trees is a bad idea because here in our villages, we use it to do some herbal medicine, traditional medicine. Yeah, it helps us a lot because we know indig- we've got indigenous knowledge about those trees. This is marvelous. We are already talking in Bush Park Ridge. Thank you. All right. Some use these uh, alien trees and plants uh, for herbal medicine. So like you were saying, it's a catch-22. Others are edible fruits. Others are, you know, it, it, we have to really weigh out, uh, Doc, what happens to which tree. But in, in the larger scale from your research, you found that it would benefit for us to actually go into this in, extensively and find those trees that are really taking up much more from our environment. Yes, absolutely, but also saying that it is context-specific and equity is something we need to consider when um, developing any strategy. And so I think this point that's raised is really important and um, it's, as I said, context-specific and also the type of tree um, is important. So some of these trees, they might be providing benefits. Can we replace them with other trees that could provide similar benefits but not at the cost? And um, can we? Um, and are these trees that are very important? Are they the most? Um, um, are they the ones that are actually threatening water supplies? So we need to think about it like that. Again, it's context specific, and that's what makes um, planning, catchment um, uh, restoration, or any types of um, solutions or any types of actions that work with nature. It makes it important to really think about the local context and actually to um, people from, from the area to really understand these trade-offs that could emerge. So um, another message, I'm going to read two here. This one, TM Madlala says, hello team, who and how do you determine an alien tree bush? Are there any better alien trees compared to other trees? I once heard that a gum tree consumes 25 liters of water a day. The other message uh, is from Isaac who says, good evening Mantuli, why do alien plants exist? I'm asking this from the ecology point of view. It might be that uh, we as human beings, we have not found and realized the purpose of these alien plants. That is why we get rid of them. Okay, so uh, the, the first question was... Dr. Holden, are you still there? Yes, hi, hi. I'm just I'm going back to the first question. It mm-hmm. was on... 
So um, it was basically asking, have we found, um, you know, which ones are better, which yes. ones are not better? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so actually there is, um, uh, there is a, a list, um, which is a published government list, um, listing different types of trees that are either from South Africa or not from South Africa, indigenous or alien. And in this list, they're categorized by their invasiveness and the impact that they have. So not all trees are considered what they would refer as, say, for example, Category 1, which would be these need to be removed. Some alien trees are not considered invasive meaning that they grow, but they don't overtake and um, outcompete indigenous trees. So there are lists available, and um, these tree species or in, uh, vegetate or plant species are listed based on different categories in terms of their impacts. Okay. Um, doc, um, yeah, and, and, and the second one is that, I mean, from a human point of view, um, getting rid of all of them would not... Um, would would it serve as a purpose, especially if we as human beings have not uh, figured out what uh, use these particular plants or trees have? It's not, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a valid uh, uh, um, reflection, but I think it's important to realize when I talk about alien trees, I'm talking about invasive alien trees. And these invasive alien trees reduce our river flows on a yearly basis by an estimated 1.4 billion cubic meters. And to picture that, that's more than 500,000 Olympic swimming pool sizes. So that's a lot of water we can be using. And, and this is invasive alien trees. So, um, yes, there's a lot of different alien trees in the country, but we, uh, I'm really focusing on these invasive ones that are in our water areas, important for, for our water that, that we use. All right. Um, Doc, I wish we had more time, but we are going to have to hold it here. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really do hope, A-Team, is that uh, there will be um, a solution for these invasive alien uh, trees and plants that are consuming so much water and impacting us negatively as a society.